Notes from camp and how will the Capitals compete in this year's NHL? I'll discuss next on this edition of Locked On Capitals. Your Locked On Capitals, your daily podcast on the Washington Capitals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, hello and welcome into this edition of Locked On Capitals. I'm so glad you decided to join me today. As always, this podcast is free and available on all the major platforms, including the SiriusXM app and on YouTube. And I want to thank you for making this your first listen each and every day. My name is Dan Holmey. You can find me on Twitter. It's at DanCaps218. You can find the show on Twitter. It's at Locked On Caps. And the best way that you can help grow the show is to subscribe to Locked On Capitals on YouTube and comment anything down below. The Capitals regular season will be starting here soon. And I would love to talk Caps hockey with you one-on-one. And we can do that on subtext. Just check the show description for more details. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On NHL for $20 off your first purchase. In today's episode of Locked On Capitals, we talk about Crystal and Keller. We know that they were reassigned and not, not going to be on the team. They were cut. How are they doing with their respective teams? We'll talk about that in the show. Later in the show, we will talk about the Caps blue line. Listen, I think they're poised to do really great things, but how do they rank with other NHL teams. We'll talk about that in the show. And then what to expect from the Caps this season. But first, just to get it going here, I do have some notes from camp today on Monday as I record this at 914 local is that there is group A and group B and some bad news for me is a guy that's been pulling for him all along, is that Ivan Mirishnyshenko is not with Group A. It does appear that Group A is going to be the starters up for the regular season. It is veteran-laden, and uh, it does appear that that is the way it's trending. Could it change? Of course, but as I record this at 914 local, it does appear that Ivan Mirishnyshenko did not make the cut uh, to be on the big team this year. Again, a bit disappointing for me. Um, if we take a look who is on Group A, it's Abe Kubel, Backstrom, Dowd, Kuznetsov, Malenstein, Mantha, McMichael, Milano, Phillips, Protus, Oshi, Ovechkin, Strom, and Wilson. Uh, so you do see his name absent from the list. What are some of the names that jump out of names that we heard are probably going to be on this team? Malenstein, McMichael, and Phillips. Uh, Phillips really has made the most of his opportunity. You know, the Capitals acquired him from the Calgary organization where he killed it with the Wranglers, the AHL affiliate of the Calgary Flames. So uh, again, it's what it's all about is making the most of your opportunities. The question for me, though, as someone that covers this team is what did Ivan Mirshnyshenko do wrong to not give him a spot on this team. I mean, I think he killed it in the game that he played out there. Uh, did Beck Malenstein and Connor McMichael, did Phillips play that much better than Ivan Mirishnyshenko to get a spot? I guess I'm not the coach. I'm not the, the decision maker. Uh, like I talked about on the show, I would be surprised if he doesn't make it on the big team at some point this season. So say Miro does end up going down to the Bears. If he kills it down there, there's still nothing saying that he couldn't get a call up at some point. But uh, as it stands right now, that does appear to be your starting lineup as far as forwards are concerned. Again, I'm a little bit uh, disappointed, shall we say, but what is one of the things that we do know 
is that in previous years, you did see LaPierre break camp and you did see Connor McMichael. And subsequently, they were reassigned to Hershey. So just because you broke camp with a team does not necessarily mean that you will be on the team all year. That does not mean that you will be playing on the team on the final game of the regular season. And don't get me wrong, I love Beck Malenstein. I like Connor McMichael, and I like what I've seen from Matthew Phillips. But again, a bit disappointing. I think that Ivan has done everything that he possibly can do uh, to find a spot on the team. Now, don't get me wrong. What I just read to you is not etched in stone. That does not mean that things couldn't change between now and the start of the season. But all I'm saying is what I know as I record this Monday morning, that is what it is appearing to be. So if we take a look at blue liners, it's Alexiev, Carlson, Faravari, uh, Octel, Jensen, uh, Johansson, Sandine, and TVR. Um, so, I mean, there's no real surprises there. Um, it is interesting, I guess, in a certain regard that Hardy Hamann Octel is one of the names that wasn't really spoke of a whole lot before the start of camp. I don't think that anyone really had him circled uh, as being a defenseman. I think that some of this is necessitated just based on the injury of Joel Edmondson. Um, you know, before the addition of Joel Edmondson, I had Alex Alexiev circled to be on the Caps blue line this year, but it is going to be interesting again. Nothing is etched in stone yet, but as it stands right now, that's how it is. Uh, also in Group A is Darcy Kemper and Charlie Lindgren. No real surprises there. So one of the things that is starting to come into focus is why Hunter Shepard was still on the roster. I questioned that yesterday. Uh, just the biggest reason it appears is because he's going to be the goalie for Group B. Um, so uh, that that's what's going on with camp today. As we take a look at Group B, uh, forwards are LaPierre, Mirishnashenko, Scarboza, and Snively, defensemen Iorio and McElrath. Uh, goaltenders Shepard and Stevenson. Um, so that is what is appearing to be the case is that those need to be the net miners to hold it down for Group E. Uh, I do think that Hendricks Lapierre has played really well. Um, again, another guy that I did not feel like was going to be ready for the big team this year. Uh, again, not to say that he doesn't get a call up. An intriguing thing for me there, though, that is Vinny Iorio is not on that list of Group A. He is on Group B, so definitely something to look for there. Uh, again, you know, it's hard to not pull for favorites if you cover a team or you're a fan of a team. But in any event, that uh, is what I know as I record this in the morning. So taking a look around the Capitals organization, you know, I'm pretty excited. They added Spencer Carberry on this team. There's all sorts of positivity. I think that what I've seen out on the ice uh, is positive. But how do, do NHL insiders perceive the Capitals to be? How do they perceive the Capitals with Alex Ovechkin and John Carlson, two big names on the team? And how does Evgeny Kuznetsov factor into that? Listen, I think that uh, Alex, Alex Ovechkin could have had a better season last season had he had some more help uh, from Kuznetsov. And he, you know, if Tom Wilson was here, of course, we know he was injured. Uh, but what they're saying is Alex Ovechkin finished outside the top 10 in shots last season for the first time. Is he slowing down or was that just a John Carlson injury thing? A little of both. Carlson's injury definitely affected the Caps' power play output, but Ovechkin's even strength effectiveness is dipping too. He carries the puck less and spends less time in the zone. Some of that can be fixed. Evgeny Kuznetsov rebounds a bit. The two are still capable of scoring together at a rate, solid rate of 3.4 uh, points per 60 minutes. Um, 
And that was the assessment of the athletic, just to give you kind of a taste of what some of the insiders are saying. And, you know, one of the things that I hate the most is these insiders that are picking favorites based on, I don't know, analytics or AI or whatever the case. Uh, I understand that if you are not a fan of the team and you don't follow them on a regular basis, that on paper, it seems like this is a geriatric team uh, that, you know, the best days are behind them. But I don't think that that is necessarily the case. There are some players on the outside, the tertiary, the outliers. Uh, take a look at Connor McMichael, Ivan Mirshnashenko, Hardy Haman Octel. I don't think that when these insiders were formulating who they thought was going to do good and not do well, uh, they knew about those players. They were just taking a look at the lineup last season. Um, again, I am not going to etch the Capitals name in the side of the Stanley Cup as I record this in October, but I do think that they will make it to the playoffs. And that is an advancement over last year. As we know, the Capitals under the tutelage of Peter Laviolette did not make it to the playoffs. They missed it for the first time since 2014. So for me, baby steps for them is making it to the playoffs, period. I know I've heard from people, you know, different people uh, saying if they don't win a Stanley Cup, it's not a good season. I mean, that's setting a lofty goal, and I can respect that, but I don't think that's necessarily realistic. Listen, I would love for them to, to make it to the playoffs and win a Stanley Cup, of course, but I just think it is a work in progress. Just kind of if you're a Nationals fan, that is a work in progress as well. Despite where the Nationals are going to finish, they're a much better team than how what they are on paper, just based on prospects and how they're projected. Uh, but bringing it back to the Capitals here, same thing goes for them. I do think that they will finish a lot better than anyone thinks. I think that Alex Ovechkin looks like he is in peak shape, and I do expect a rebound from Kuznetsov. I definitely do. Uh, players that are going to have to step up or going to have to find a new job are Anthony Mantha. If you're an everydayer, you know I've spoke about that. Yesterday I spoke about that. Is that, you know, I'm glad that you're progressing. I'm glad that you hired the mental coach. I'm glad that you dropped 10 pounds, but are you producing? I think it was a bit of a desperate move the other game when he tried to get in a fight with that guy to show, yeah, guys, see, I am that tough guy that you all thought. Um, I just think it's, uh, you know, a little too little, a little too late, you know. Uh, so I think that um, ultimately, unless Anthony Mantha can really turn things around, I think that uh, he is probably not going to get a sweater on a night in, night out basis with the Capitals. I just really don't see that being the case. Uh, again, he could really step up and prove me wrong. But as it stands right now, uh, there are a lot of players that are going to have to prove themselves. And, and why is that? Because there's viable options in Connor McMichael and Phillips and Ivan Mirishnishenko uh, and Beck Malenstein that are saying, if you're not going to make the most of your opportunity, well, I guess we're going to do that. All right. So coming up here after the break, we will talk about the Caps Blue Line ranking. Where do they rank amongst the others in the NHL? I'll discuss next. You shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next event. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all your sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. With killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seats, and their best price guarantee, Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. Listen, sometimes one of the hardest things is trying to go to an event and trying to find tickets for that said event. That is why you need Game Time. So go to Game Time right now. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code locked on NHL. That is L O C K E D O N N H L for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices 
guaranteed. All right, welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Make sure and subscribe or follow Locked On Capitals wherever you find your podcasts and on YouTube. The regular season is starting and I've got you guys covered, so subscribe or follow Locked On Capitals today. All right, in this next segment here, we are going to talk about the Caps Blue Line, something that kind of seemed like it was set in stone before free agency. Uh, I did perceive that Alex Alexiev was going to be that defenseman. We know that we're minus Matt Irwin on the team. And I thought that, you know, potentially he could find a spot at minimum as the seventh defenseman. But then the capital signed Joel Edmondson and everything got kind of shaken up. And uh, now we weren't really too sure. But what is one of the things that we do know is that Joel Edmondson was injured and is going to be missing four to six weeks. Another player's loss could be another player's gain as they are finally going to get their opportunity. Is this going to be the season for Alex Alexiev? Is or is Hardy Haman Octel going to make the most of his opportunity? Kind of taking everyone by storm by his big size and how he's played. So sometimes the best laid plans go to waste. I thought I knew what the Caps blue line was going to be, you know, before. And then they had Joel Edmondson and I had to re kind of reconfigure. And then Joel Edmondson got injured and now I had to reconfigure again. It's going to be interesting to see what blue liner makes the team. If you were watching the first segment there, you did see that Vinny Iorio is not in group A. Group A appears to be the group that is going to be on the Capitals on the ice in game one of the regular season. So, I mean, I don't know what Vinny Iorio did. I think that ultimately he's going to have to improve his game. And I think a lot of it is based philosophically on how Spencer Cobbery thinks things. You know, if you're a left-handed shot, he wants you playing on the left. If you're a right-handed shot, he wants you to play on the right. Even though he did see some, see it being a little bit more interchangeable on the defense than on the blue line, I think that he doesn't like to get too crazy. He doesn't want to get Adam Oates on things. So uh, I think that a lot of that was just due to that for Vinny Iario. I think that he played rather well. But it does appear that if you take a look at it, that Lucas Johansson, like I said, Octel and Alex Alexiev are going to get a long look, an extended look. Again, don't take this to the bank that this is going to be the lineup in game one of the regular season. I'm just saying it's trending in that direction. If you were to take a look at Group A and Group B today at camp, you can kind of see that. Not to say that, you know, Mirish Nishenko doesn't play in another game and just totally knock it out of the park. Say he got a hat trick. Say something crazy like that. I think that certain things could change. Again, for me, I don't want to reiterate the first segment, but it is surprising that uh, Ivan is not in Group A. Um, but maybe he just has more to prove. I don't know. Uh, but taking a look here, the right side of Washington's blue line is a strength. Carlson is a stud offensively. Jensen is one of the league's better second-pair defensemen with his skating and two-way smarts. And Van Riemsdyk is very reliable for the bottom pair. Um, so, And that's you know kind of the perception around the league is that they are pretty good. So what are some of the problems with it? Um, one thing to note as well is Nick, Chan Nick, Nick Jensen excuse me, is back on the ice. Um, so he was missing for some time with some personal issues. It is good to see that he is back out on the ice because he is one of the strengths of the blue line. Uh, again, I never perceived the Caps blue line as being a weakness. Even before 
the addition of Joel Edmondson, I thought they were pretty stacked. I really did. Um, but then, you know, Joel Edmondson came here and Tom Wilson is like, you know, for a guy that's like six foot five, 230 pounds, approximately, he can close space. He is a net of uh, net front menace um, that I'm like, wow, if Tom Wilson is saying this, there must be some truth to it. So I don't know. It's going to, it's again, it's going to remain to be seeing how everything plays out. Washington's left side, on the other hand, is young and unproven. After trading Orloff last season, Sandine has potential, but he needs to show better defensive acumen and strength to excel in a top four role. Faravari is young and promising too, but he had a rough underlying numbers with the Caps controlling just 45.8% of shot attempts and 44% of goals during his five-on-five minutes. Again, that was the assessment of the Athletic. Already panning the Capitals before the puck drops in game one, these experts oftentimes are wrong. So what is going to have to happen is Carlson and Sandine, they are really going to have to step up and eat up a lot of minutes because that is the number one pair for sure, for sure. Uh, so unless something happens and one of them gets injured, that is going to be the force to be reckoned with. You know, if you have uh, Carlson out there or if you have Sandine out there, those are the two top tier defensemen. But to their, his point, there were certain gaffes that you did see in Rasmus Sandin's defensive game. Uh, again, you know, he wasn't on the Capitals for very long last season, so I don't want to weigh heavy too hard on him. I do think that he has the potential of being really great. The Capitals were all in on him as they, you know, they traded a first round pick to get him and Gustafson went up to Toronto. So, um, a lot of questions do remain, and one of the things I like about it is that the Capitals are going to prove a lot of people wrong. I really do believe it, uh, being that everyone has them finishing out at the bottom of the Metro. <clears throat> excuse me, how surprised are they going to be when they end up winning a wild card spot? I think that that's where they're poised to be. If I'm going to project them right now as a wild card winner, I would love for it to be more than that. But just based on what I've seen, that is where I'm projecting them to be. Um, so, you know, you take a look at the blue line. <clears throat> Excuse me. There are questions out there. Is Hardy Hamanoctel going to step up? Is it going to be Jensen's year or is it going to be Lucas Johansson? A name that we've heard for so many years. Is this going to finally be his year? I've heard that for many years for Lucas Johansson. And I would love for that to be the case. Is that going to be actuality? Um, I guess remains to be seen, but at the end of the day, I am pulling for him. Uh, I do think that he has what it takes to be a top tier defenseman. Uh, injuries have been a bit of big concern for him over his career. Uh, so that is something that he is going to have to take care of that much. I know for sure. All right. So coming up here after the break. So Andrew Kristall and Antoine Keller are not playing on the Capitals anymore. How are they playing with their respective teams? I'll discuss next. Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. When you place a $5 bet, that's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads player props, over-unders, and more. And guys, even if you're not that into betting, you could bet on an upcoming Capitals game or a Commanders game. It makes watching the games that much more exciting if you got a little money on it. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. 
All right, welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So in this next segment here, we are going to talk about Andrew Crystal and Antoine Keller, two players selected by the Capitals at the draft this last season, and ultimately they were cut from the Capitals and reassigned to their respective teams. But it does appear that they are killing it on those teams just in the first games that they have come back, in some cases two but really pointing up, if we remember Andrew Crystal, Crystal, you know, I hear different things all the time, but I'm going with Crystal since I hear more of the insiders calling him that, is that uh, first round pick Connor Bedard said that whoever drafts him is going to be very lucky in that he is one of the smartest players that he's ever played with. And, you know, in his first game playing back with the Kelowna Rockets, he made uh, an impact, as we know that Crystal, uh, in his NHL uh, preseason debut, had a power play assist against the Red Wings uh, before getting reassigned to the Kelowna Rockets. But at the end of the day, he is a young guy, um, and I think that you know he still has more to prove. Uh, he got reassigned to Kelowna because they said that they wanted him to work on his confidence. They said that they wanted him to work on his skating. Two of the big things that some people perceive are the reasons that he was selected in the second draft or second round of the draft and not the first round of the draft. Uh, he said here in this piece in the Hockey News, when you could put on an NHL jersey and not be a fan when you're not when you're wearing it, it's pretty cool. He noted the fact that I got this opportunity is awesome and definitely jitters at the start. It's pretty crazy. I think one time in the third, I kind of stepped back and was like, "Wow, I'm playing the Detroit Red Wings right now." I used to watch them on TV all the time, and uh, there was an interview with uh, John Walton. He was talking about it as well. He said, and I also watched Capitals games as well to kind of save. Uh, his butt a little bit there. But uh, Andrew Cristal, we know, was uh, taken 40th overall. And there was a lot of people that were surprised based on the fact that, you know, there was high hopes for Andrew Cristal that he was going to be this dynamic player. If he was so great, why was he selected 40th overall in the second round? Uh, so it is the assessment of many people, myself included, that he could work on his skating. And uh, I guess they said confidence. And I guess those two uh, kind of work hand in hand there. So I think that Crystal said that he took a lot of positive experiences away from playing on the Capitals. I do expect him to be on the team, I would say, in probably two to three years. Uh, again, he could kill it and, you know, get called up, you know, next season. Maybe he'll break camp with the Capitals next season. Crazier things have happened. I guess it remains to be seen. Just being on the ice with everyone has been my favorite thing. Being able to push myself and kind of compete out there has been the best part he told the hockey news. So I think that it was an important step in his development. I Again, he is known for his playmaking, his hockey IQ, and his quick hands. If he continues, you know, with that, with the tools that he has in his tool set, I have no, you know, doubt in my mind that he will be on the big team, the Capitals, in short order. Um, and it's interesting, you hear differing opinions out there uh, from different people, if he is, you know, ultimately ever going to be an NHL player, even though that he was selected that high, uh, there is the potential being that, you know, the NHL is for premier players, that there is a possibility uh, that he does not make it on an NHL team. I don't think that's true. I think that he impressed in camp and just based on his skill set, his hockey IQ, uh, his playmaking ability, his ability to see the ice um, is going to serve him well. 
One of the things that I can recollect back on is when I was uh, doing an interview with Locked On NHL Prospects, they said that his playmaking was so fancy uh, at uh, for the Kelowna Rockets at that level that sometimes the playmaking was unnecessary, that uh, they said that if he concentrated on scoring goals instead of trying to score the fancy goal, then maybe he would be in a better position than he is right now. And I guess, you know, that was just their opinion on it. And I guess if that's true, then maybe he should work on just scoring goals instead of working on the pretty goal. Uh, So talking here next about Antoine Keller, uh, kind of a surprising move, all things considered, just given the fact that I think that the Capitals pipeline is, is filled with goalies, great goalies. But Antoine Keller was one of the players that uh, brought a smile to AGM Ross Mahoney's face uh, uh, in the QMJHL debut on Saturday, stopping 26 of 28 for a .929 safe percentage uh, in route to a 3-2 win over the Charlottetown Islanders. Um, so it is interesting that, you know, just in a brief snippet there that he was already impressing. So what is my projection for Antoine Keller? Listen, like I talked about, the Caps pipeline is loaded with goalies. Is there the possibility that he is going to have a spot on this team? Maybe, but it is going to be years from now as there are a lot of goalies in front of him. Hunter Shepard, Clay Stevenson, Mitchell Gibson, Garen Bjorklund, right? Um, and I know that all those goalies probably won't stay with the organization forever. I get that, but there are some goalies in front of him. So what is one of the things that he could do um, would be to play so well that he really stands out. He pops off the page and he plays so well that the Capitals are like, see, there was there was something I liked about him. And obviously there was because Ross Mahoney was smiling and enthusiastic about the acquisition, the signing, the selection of Antoine Keller, a French goalie who came over here. Uh, a really great attitude, I got to say. When I watch the videos with him, he seems to have a positive attitude. Uh, I'm excited to see what he has in the tank in years to come. And also, uh, just because he is a part of the Capitals organization or they selected him to see how he does with his team this year. And if he gets a promotion to the Stingrays in years to come or the Hershey Bears, how he progresses. Sometimes, you know, when they select these players over time, it kind of grows fuzzy up here because, you know, that was three years ago or that was four years ago. And you think to yourself, oh yeah, I remember that guy. And then they kind of pop up and kill it. So if I can recollect back, that was also the case with Braden Holtby when he came up, that he came up based on injury, if memory serves. And when he came up, he killed it. And I was surprised. I'd heard about a lot of goalies, but Braden Holtby came up and just was so impressive. Just from the first game that I saw Holtz on the big team, I knew that guy was poised for greatness. Um, and then that was one of the hard moments for me that I thought that he was going to be the number one netminder. And then they signed Thomas Vokun. What were they thinking? Uh, it's fun to reminisce about this Caps team. But in any event, I do think that the Capitals made good selections in, An- in Andrew Crystal and Antoine Keller. I do think that they have a spot on the Capitals uh, in years to come. Andrew Crystal, for sure. I guess Antoine Keller, just given the fact of how many you know, goalies he would have to jump on top of to get on the Capitals team, maybe. If he plays really well, if he applies himself, I do see him having a spot on this team. He's going to have to put in the work. He's going to have to impress It's kind of a weird thing to say, but it kind of have to hope for injury that he's going to find a way to kind of work his way in there. Take a look at the Capitals blue line. A lot of those players were had zero chance of playing on the big team, but based on the injury of Joel Edmondson, maybe, maybe there's a chance. All right. I want to thank you once again for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capitals. And are you a fan of other DC sports? 
Well, Locked On has got you covered. We have Locked On Nationals, Commanders, and Wizards. Not to mention, if you're a fan of the NHL at large, Locked On NHL, available wherever you find your podcasts and on YouTube. All right, once again, I want to thank you for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Dan Holney, and I'll talk to you again next time.